Hello. The question this time is, what would solve it? This third episode of my podcast, I'm once again recording at 7.30am on a Saturday. This really helps me get into this style of delivery. This hushed tone comes about because there are people asleep in the house. The problem is, I have to get up early, on the weekend, to do it. What would solve this problem? Well, the obvious solution is to record it in the afternoon and to recreate this early morning atmosphere to close all the curtains in the house and also to make my partner and daughter go to bed for a siesta because it's the fear of waking them up that keeps me in these hushed tones. Which brings me to the theme of the podcast this time, which is the question... What would solve it? Here, I have a problem, and I'm solving it in a way that's likely to create more problems, or at the very least, is quite absurd and impractical. Solving problems in this fashion is the stuff of comedy, and we're going to be exploring this from two different angles. First of all, we're going to be thinking about sitcom or comedy drama characters who are faced with problems and set about solving them in idiosyncratic or impractical ways that backfire and, in fact, create more problems. Then, in the second part, we're going to think about stand-up comedy and how you, as a stand-up comedian, can present a problem to the audience, and then the comedy comes from the absurd or bizarre, impractical solution that you propose to this problem. In Michaela Cole's Channel 4 sitcom Chewing Gum, she plays Tracy Gordon, a shop assistant who's been brought up in a strictly religious household. Her mother, Joy, is on her case, making sure that she adheres to her Christian vows and values. But she has a best friend, Candice, who is pulling her in the opposite direction. Tracy is engaged to Ronald, an even more fervent Christian. Due to their Christian vows and beliefs, Ronald will not have sex with Tracy before they are wed. Tracy, however, is absolutely dying to lose her virginity as soon as possible. Talking with her friend Candice, Candice has a solution. I'll do you a makeover. Meanwhile, Tracy's best friend Candice wants the sex that she is having with her boyfriend to be rougher. She is bored with sex with her boyfriend. She wants him to be dominant and rough. Tracy's solution, she advises, make him angry. Candice then does an over-the-top makeover. Tracy absolutely loves it. Candice coaches her. Practice your come-to-bed face. Later, Tracy's fiancé, Ronald, is waiting to meet her at a restaurant. Tracy excitedly shows up with her new look. She wants a kiss, but gets a nosebleed. We've seen how her nose bleeds when she's in situations of stress. Her boyfriend is appalled by her new look. Tracy ups the ante. She starts flirting with him like crazy in the restaurant. Ronald wants to leave. So in attempting to solve her problem with a makeover, she's now got an even bigger problem. Meanwhile, Candice is in the bedroom with her boyfriend and she wants him to be rough. But he's just too nice. 
She tries to get him angry, but it pushes him away. And so the supposed solution to her problem has also made things worse. Meanwhile, Tracy and Ronald are back home. He patronises her about her new look. He sees himself as this very pure and holy figure who cannot be tempted. So, to try and solve this problem, Tracy strips down to her underwear. Ronald is horrified. Back with Candice, instead of being angry, her boyfriend is crying. Back with Tracy and Ronald, Ronald says to Tracy, I'm going to report you for sexual assault. He's so appalled he cries out, God, strike me down. And maybe God has heard his plea, for he gets run over. And maybe here, finally, she does have the beginnings of a solution to her problem. Maybe she's at last going to free herself from Ronald and get together with the boy on the estate, Connor, the carefree atheist. Surely this will be a solution to all of her problems. But of course, it won't be. So this can be a good way of looking at your sitcom characters or your comedy drama characters. To make a story, you need to give them a problem. Then the comedy comes from how they try and solve the problem. So, as you think about your own characters, ask yourself, what problems can I give them? Then, given who they are with all of their flaws and limitations and eccentricities, how do they try and solve that problem? They try and solve it in an idiosyncratic, dysfunctional way. They truly believe this is the answer, but it only makes things worse. How do they try and solve these new problems? And so the cycle begins again. I read a lot of scripts, often by newer writers, and one of the issues that often comes up is that their central character, their protagonist, is too passive. This approach makes sure that they're active, and all of their character flaws are revealed by how they go about trying to deal with their problems. Turning to stand-up comedy, in the second chapter of my book, A Director's Guide to the Art of Stand-Up, I'm looking at a whole range of questions that can inspire comedy in your stand-up writing. I'm aware that in this podcast, I'm talking about quite grown-up themes, and my daughter is asleep nearby. There's some swearing in this section, but instead of the F-word, I'm going to say flipping to spare my daughter overhearing her father at an early hour on a Saturday, swearing his head off into a microphone. And also, if you're listening with children nearby, you needn't worry. Although perhaps you've already turned off the recording due to all of the rather salacious content in the first part of the episode. Back to stand-up comedy, and in the second chapter of my book on stand-up, I talk about the classic positive drugs story routine from Bill Hicks, which features in his final special, Revelations. He criticises the news for only ever reporting negative drug stories, when he himself has mostly had drug experiences that were real flipping positive. Hicks wouldn't have felt like such a maverick had he have actually used the word flipping. Here he puts his finger on the absurdity. Of all the drug-taking experiences that happen in the world, the news only focuses on the most tragic or misconceived. What would solve this problem? His solution is the news should report on a positive drug experience. He says the news should report on a positive LSD story. Then he goes into an act-out when he parodies the straight news reporter talking about the wonderful positive experience a young man had on acid. 
The newsreader reports that the young man, on his trip, realises, We are all one consciousness experiencing itself subjectively. There is no such thing as death, and life is only a dream. Here's Tom with the weather. Bill Hicks is thinking about something in the world that annoys him and frustrates him. You could do the same. It could be something in the media or in the culture. It could be something in sport or in the industry that you work in or in politics. Choose something out there in the world that winds you up and ask what would solve it. It can also be a problem that you yourself have in your own life. As an example, have a look at the video I made where Emily Heller is talking about the problems that she has when she wears gym clothes and then she comes to her surprising solution. And then we hear from stand-up Joey Medina who has the same problem but a different solution. I'll share a link to the video in the notes for the podcast. So in the same way, you can think about problems that you have in your everyday life and ask what would solve it. Thank you for listening. Thank you to the Comedy Crowd for supporting the podcast and for the British Comedy Guide for supporting my online comedy courses. And thank you once again to James Stewart and Jem Marsgant for the original music. Join me next time for another Question Tool of Comedy.